Well, hello and welcome everyone to the Master Books podcast. I've got a great show for you today. Bridget Mosley, the creator of the Wowza Brain Reading Program, is with me and we will be talking about three courses that she has at masterbooksacademy.com. Bridget is here to tell you about how she's created a program to help your child learn to read better, to be more of a master at reading and have more confidence reading. I can't wait for you to meet her. There's so much to learn about this and we're going to get started now. Welcome to the Master Books Podcast, where we bring you conversations that will strengthen your biblical worldview and the faith of your family. I'm Jennifer White, publicist at Master Books, a division of New Leaf Publishing Group. As host of this show, I'll be opening the doors to the Master Books family library of books, authors, and curriculum. For over 45 years, our company has been about one thing, ink on paper to touch eternity. In a world increasingly at war with God, we are publishing to partner with you to disciple your family, the church, and the nations. So, hey, Bridget, thanks for joining the show today. Hi, Jennifer. Pleasure. Thank you so much for providing Master Books with your courses. I'm so thankful that our students have the opportunity to go from maybe struggling or being fearful about learning to read to actually having the confidence in their reading because you have taken the time to put together these programs. For those of you who don't know about masterbooksacademy.com, we have this online learning portal where we supplement many of our already printed curriculum courses with video learning. So the videos can be anything from additional instruction to lab work. And then what Bridget has done has brought in these opportunities for you to help coach your child in reading. She has three different courses. She's going to tell you about it now. She has all the details and I want her her to tell you because I will make a mess of it possibly. So thank you, Bridget, for being here to tell us. Again, such a pleasure, Jennifer. So tell us a little bit about yourself. Tell us about your courses. Like, how did you get here? What led you to become somebody who is now working with Master Books, helping children learn to master reading? Sure. Um, so when I was eight years old, uh, I was in school. Um, I noticed kids around me really struggling to learn to read, and they were being teased and bullied, and my heart just broke for them. You know, these were my friends. Yeah. And I just, at eight years old, I felt God put this on my heart that I was supposed to help these kids. Mm -hmm. um, and I have never veered from that calling. I have never wanted to do anything else. It's just what I am supposed to be doing. I'm, I know that. So um, I've now been doing this for 30 years. Um, mm -hmm long time. I have worked with literally over a thousand kids and their families and their providers. Uh, I have worked with dyslexia, kids with dyslexia, kids with dysgraphia, um, fetal alcohol syndrome, brain trauma, chemo brain, ADHD. Honestly, if you name the acronym, I've probably worked with that kid. Okay, have focused a lot on reading though. That's really my passion. Kids mm -hmm. who are struggling to learn to read, um, those kids break my heart, always have, and those are the, the population that I really focus on. Mm -hmm. um, I've homeschooled my own kids. I have two kids now in their 20s, but I homeschooled them. Right. One of my daughters was uh, dyslexic. Um, so I really know as a parent as well as a provider mm -hmm. um, what that feels like. 
Uh, I've worked in public schools, learning centers. Currently, I have an online practice and I uh, work with families across the country, even in different countries, thanks to the Internet. Um, Mm -hmm. So still working, still learning all the time. Um, I've also spoken at the Rocky Mountain Homeschool Conference for the last 10 years, and I screen kids for them as well. Wonderful. I love hearing that you have such a heart for students, like that the Lord put that in your heart at eight years old. And what an encouragement to the homeschool parents that are listening right now who can see the Lord put something on their child's heart right in front of them while they're home educating. Yeah. And then see that, like to see you and hear about your 30 years of experience. Plus, because you had this in your heart that the Lord put there. And to see like the end result, like looking at you, Bridget, is like looking at, okay, my child is going to have something in their heart because the Lord puts it there and I'm going to help develop it. And one day they could be having an interview just like this, where they're getting to say, I homeschooled them. And and now, you know, this is what the Lord has done with that, the fruit of that labor. It is a just a fruitful, beautiful line of time there. Thank you. Yeah, yeah. Such a great timeline of your life to see how the Lord has moved. And I'm grateful that you have experience with so many different learning issues. And of course, because we minister through books and curriculum and words, we minister to so many different families all across the globe who have children who have different struggles. And what a beautiful thing. I love um, 2 Corinthians 12, where it talks about we can boast to the Lord about our weakness and he will come and let his power rest on us there. And so the Lord has used you to um, bring his power to rest on these children through this program. Here's their weakness. The mom recognizes the weakness and then you get to come in and say, Here's God's power to help you overcome this challenge. Just a meeting of the gaps in somebody's life. We all have gaps. And so there's no shame in the learning issue. There's no shame in a struggle. We just have this great God who has made a way. And I love that he's made a way through your programs. And you really hit on, Jennifer, the moms are the heroes. And I've got some stories to share later about some moms using the different levels in their stories. So I can't wait to share mama's hero because she is. Okay, great. Well, tell us about the programs. You have three different ones. So tell us about that and how are they different from a typical reading program that the homeschool parent may find when they're searching online? Yeah, let me just back up a hair. I did want to share that, um, you know, that I had worked in schools and I found Mm -hmm. in this that um, the kids just weren't being served well, that the schools just aren't equipped to help kids Mm -hmm. catch up. Then I moved to learning centers and I liked it there. I felt like, you know, we could really zero in, but they're Mm -hmm. just so expensive. Um, There were families taking out a second mortgage on their homes to pay for the tuition. And it got, you know, again, God spoke to me and I just felt him saying, you know, this is not rocket science. It's certainly not. Um, It just, you know, a parent just needs to have to be explained, how do you do this stuff? So I started working and thinking about this. And then I ran into a speech therapist. I got I get to work with the neatest folks, speech therapist, vision, occupational, um, ed psych folks, the whole gambit, counselors. And I've learned so much from these folks, but this particular speech therapist really wowed me. <laughs> and she said how she had been trained to use a metronome 
to do these exercises, these speech language exercises with kids and how it really just took them to this whole new level of automaticity. It wasn't enough to just master something mm -hmm. that to be automated and just light bulbs went off in my head because I thought, well, reading is just language on a page. It should work for the reading exercises that we do, you know, whether it's Orton Gillingham or Wilson or whoever you want to do, and it doesn't matter. These kids need to be automated because we know that print um, really requires a rapid response cognitively. Yeah. Um, we know that ultimately we want kids to read about two to 300 words per minute silently. That's where they're headed which means they're reading about four or five words a second. It's crazy <laughs> how rapid that needs to be. Yeah. However, print is, um, especially English, is a very complex code. Um, we have 26 letters, but they make up 40 sounds. A lot of people don't know that. And these 40 sounds can be spelled 100 different ways. So crazy complex code that we're asking little kids to break and accomplish. Mm -hmm. But so, but having worked with her and trying out this metronome, I just found out like, wow, she's right. You add a metronome to some of these common subtasks and drills of learning to read, mm -hmm. and you have taken that kid from what they we would call mastery to this um, higher, deeper, richer level of automaticity. So okay. kids who read, um, all kids must come to this level. Um, for example, I told you I had two daughters. One of my daughters. I don't, I don't think I really even needed to teach her. She almost taught herself. I could have mm. given her a phone book and she would have <laughs> taught herself. <laughs> Whereas wow. my other daughter, the deeper, um, she, we would say she was a deep dyslexic even, um, she needed to do these reps, these games mm. that I created and the, the to the metronome. And that's what got her to automaticity. So we say some kids seem to self-automate. They just need to be exposed to the print. Mm -hmm good, you know, the, the subtasks like, oh, I says, oi. Um, but whereas some kids like my daughter and many other kids um, need to um, experience automaticity and their brain needs to be asked to do it faster and quicker. And they can. And then once they get their um, print just pops off the page and they can be a very effective, efficient, successful reader. Right. I'm sure there are many moms listening right now, excited at your words about print popping off the page. Yes, I love that. that place <laughs> because you know the struggle is real and and it's so disheartening. <laughs> so it's I'm I'm so thankful for the hope that's provided through what you've created. So you mentioned metronome. Do do you need a metronome for every one of these courses? Yes, absolutely. Every level uses a metronome. Almost everything we do, let me just show you one real quick. There also are apps online that okay. you can pull up, but here's just a, you know, handheld metronome. Okay. Um, so for any music course your kid has had, um, you probably have a metronome already. Um, mm -hmm. Just this idea that um, I need to get faster. And so we start every game offbeat. So we don't ask. We always want to be safe with kids. Always, always safe mm -hmm. and so if we let them play a game offbeat, they play, they get comfortable. Then we add the metronome and then we just sequentially notch it up. So they're a little faster, a little faster, a little faster. And before you know it, they're getting just incredibly rapid and automated. So okay. I mean, yeah, no matter what level you, you would look at, mm -hmm. we always use a metronome because that's one of the tools 
in the curriculum that really has so much power and really helps a kid learn to read more easily. Okay. Well, I love that it's available for smartphones. You can just get an app, put that there. And then no matter where you are, if you're at grandma's house, if you're sitting in the car while a child is, you know, um, while you're waiting for one child to finish an appointment or practice or something, you can yeah. just still be doing that right there. Families tell me they did it in airports. So I love it. Yeah, it's yeah. portable. Right. Well, and our curriculum is all set up to be grab and go yes. for the most part. And so it's great that that is a part of it. And you want to capture moments in, in reading. You want to just capture these little moments along the way through life. And so it's good that you can use your phone to help yes. your child. Yes. So you have three courses. Right. Tell us a little bit about that. Okay. The first level is called Better Letters. And we are helping kids. These are the real new to print kids. They're learning their ABCs. Mm -hmm. And so we cover all 26 letters. Um, we focus, focus on the short vowels because that's the most common at that age, what they'll experience. Um, so we focus on that. We also focus on the 25 most common sight words in print. We know this is always blows my mind, but those 25 most frequent words, the mm -hmm. uh, and, and etc., those make up almost 50% of print. So that's astounding. So if wow. I get my kid automated on sight words, what a foundation. So we can't do that to mastery. We, we don't want them sitting there thinking now, T-H-E, I've seen that. What does that say? No, it's just, I see it. I say the, no mm -hmm. question, no thought, no effort. Right. So we work really hard on that. And that's a great foundation for um, learning to read. Okay. That's that level. A story on that one, I... This is my favorite part of the story. Right. <laughs> this yeah. told me how she had spent two years teaching, trying to teach her daughter the letter sounds. She was obviously deeply struggling here. She was intrigued by this idea of using a metronome to teach that. She did it. And after about five weeks, she said just this floodgate opened and her daughter just started picking up the sounds without effort. So, you know, that two years of work they had done, it was in there. But mm -hmm. again, it took her from where she was, it was effortful and she had to think about it to where it just popped for her and it was automatic. Right. And the cool thing with this story, she also said for, it just seemed to open this floodgate for her because she started learning her numbers now, because that was mm -hmm. a struggle. Colors was a struggle. So right. just that, you know, common information, we want the kindies to learn, she mm -hmm. was getting to pick up. Um, so mom, wow, mom really set this kid on a different trajectory for sure. Using it. That's wonderful. So tell us about the other courses and the progress, the progression. The next one is called brain ready reading. The okay. idea is we want to get a child's brain ready to read. Mm -hmm. So we've covered those 26 letters and better or sounds and better letters. Mm -hmm. Now we're going to finish up and get the rest. I said how earlier, how there's 40 sounds that kids need to know. We'll get the rest of them. The other thing we work really hard on, it's a fancy term called auditory processing. Um, mm -hmm. Another way to think about it, it's your ear muscle. And we know the research is really clear to be a reader and a speller, I have to be able to parse out each sound in a word. And some kids struggle with that. And it's hard to understand if you don't, if you don't have any auditory processing issues. And it's not a hearing thing. It's not like your kid has a hearing loss. Mm -hmm. It's just a wiring um, where the brain can't seem to 
be sensitive enough to pick up individual sounds. So there's a technique in the program that's called backblasting, powerful technique that will help kids um, build that muscle. So if your child's having trouble blending words, mm -hmm. that's probably what's going on. They just have this weak ear muscle and they need to strengthen it up. So we hit that very hard in um, brain ready reading. Concurrently, um, we also work with just you may have heard of uh, brain training before. Have you mm -hmm. heard mm -hmm. that? Yes. I am, yeah, it's the coolest stuff. I have embedded that in the program. I worked at a, a brain training learning center um, and it's all over. You can get, get this information anywhere. But um, the idea is we know the brain has to think fast, not only with print, but honestly with anything. You give me a quick thinker, I give you a strong thinker. So we call it processing speed and we always wanna help kids move up in their processing speed. Another area we work on is working memory. And that's just, well, what did you say two seconds ago? And if I can remember, I can learn. I must have a strong working memory. And again, this isn't just for reading, this is for all learning. Um, I've had actually moms tell me that their math skills improved. <laughs> They're just, I think is awesome. Talking the student had math skills improve? Many, many. Yeah, because we're okay. working on cognitive skills. So they were maybe a little slow on processing speed or math is actually very dependent on working memory. So we work on that. And I've just had parents say, oh, you know what? Mm -hmm. their math is, it just seems like their math is improving too. And I'm never surprised by that because I know we're working at this deep foundational just thinking level. Mm -hmm. um, and then another thing we really hit hard is attention. You know, there is no learning without attention. If your child can't focus for, and we're not asking for long periods here, but even 10 to 30 seconds, if they can't focus, they can't learn. So we know that's important and there's games embedded in there that's also building attention skills as well. Wow. Yeah, that's so exciting that it impacts other studies, mm -hmm. not just reading, but oh, absolutely. It, it, Sense. And actually, I'm sitting here listening to you thinking, man, if I'd have had this, oh, maybe too. I should do it now. Yeah, I was one of those kids. I did well in school, but I just studied so hard. <laughs> and I, there. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I know what was going on now with my brain, but <laughs> it would have been nice to have this. And then at the same time in the program in Brain Ready Reading, we're also covering, and I love this part too, about, well, how do you read with a kid? And, and, you know, we all think, because probably what happened to us is somebody opened a book and said, read. Um, but there's so much we can do to make a kid feel safe and gently come into print. Mm -hmm. We have mm -hmm. techniques we call uh, the one in 20 rule, uh, easy reads, other things that just teach you as a parent. And they're very simple. They're just so simple. There's one called two with and by. Guess what you do? You read to the kid, with the kid, and the kid reads by themselves. You know, just simple okay. things that I just would never think to do. Um, okay. But really well-researched reading techniques on just how to read with your kid. Um, mm -hmm. I say to parents a lot, we don't want to throw kids into a cold bath, right? We want that a nice, warm, hot bath. And it's the same with print. We never want to throw kids into a situation that feels cold and scary and uncomfortable. Mm -hmm. Same with print. And I just show you some simple things to warm up the waters, so to speak. Yeah. And now on my story for this particular level, Brain Ready Reading, is um, I love this one. This mom um, had two kids in public school she found that they were not learning to read. They were really struggling. And so she decided to pull them out 
And she started using brain ready reading because of her friend of hers had had a great experience. Okay. And she did it. And she said um, it was about seven weeks later that she noticed a huge shift. She put it on the forum under the game changer. And she said, there's just this huge change in her kids. And one of them um, was reading for pleasure, was just picking up books now and reading for pleasure. And I can tell you as a reading teacher, that is the ultimate <laughs> like bar that we want. Because if you get a kid reading for pleasure, you have a reader now. So right. that's really exciting, really exciting. Yeah. It sounds like it goes so well with the Masterbooks method of education that we've yep. created so that it's a whole child process Absolutely. and we're wanting to make sure that they have the developmental needs for their brain yes. met early Always. so that they love to learn, so they yes. love to read, so they're curious, so they're not so panicked about getting something wrong so early that their brain can't develop this curiosity later in life. Oh, you nailed it, Jennifer, because we say a lot, a safe brain is a learning brain. Mm -hmm. It's really that yeah. simple. So I've got to watch my kid all the time. Um, the parent is the constant student of the child, in a sense, because wow. I'm always watching my child. You know, I watch their shoulders. Are they drawing up? That shows tension. Mm -hmm. You know, if we lost that smile, you know, that also shows like, hmm, maybe I need to pull back a little bit. Maybe I need to review. But I love that about teaching. It truly is an art. And I'm constantly, there's just this dance going back between parent and child. And it is. I, yes, I love that you brought that up because you're homeschooling and yes. your student is not in a sea of other kids all having their own reaction that the teachers yes. may or may not pick up on. Mm -hmm. or be able to do anything about it, even if they did notice it. But yeah. you as the home educator who adores your child and wants them to have this great experience in learning to read, you're going to know. You're going to, I love that, that you're a student of your own child. Yeah. And I think as mamas, there's almost like this string. I always felt this with my own girls. There's like this mm -hmm. string between my heart and their heart. And I knew, I knew when things shifted, I knew when yeah. they were starting to feel scared or mm -hmm. just, you know, we needed to stop and um, get back to that safe place again before we moved yeah. on to learning. That's yeah. critical, of course. So the last level is brain connected reading. Um, mm -hmm. At this level, uh, usually it's, it usually would fit maybe a third grade reader. So, mm -hmm. you know, it's 10, but he's reading at third grade, it doesn't matter. But that's the kind of place we're at. So these kids are reading, they may even be reading chapter books, but reading is not their friend. And what we want to um, help these kids with, or let me say too, another indicator is um, they resist reading. They're slow readers. They ask you to read the material to them. They ask you if they can get it on an audio book. There's just a lot of indicators that print is not their friend yet. Mm -hmm. So that's what I wrote this last level for. So in this brain connected reading level, um, we're working on um, various uh, letter combinations that they probably missed earlier. There's some gaps in there. We call it the Swiss cheese effect. There's mm -hmm. some holes in their learning. And we just want to figure those out and automate those okay. uh, syllables and phrases. Um, so we, we were working on those subtasks of reading again with a metronome. We also, again, are doing that brain training. So the other brain training, the other cognitive skills I mentioned, we're doing those. In addition, at this level, we add visualization because ultimately a really good reader is making a great movie 
in their head. So mm -hmm. if you as weak visualizing skills, we want to build that up um, and, and make it just easier for them to visualize. And the cool thing about that is that helps spelling because spelling is a visual task. I want to just look up and see a word. And kids who grow in their ability to visualize will also improve their spelling. So there's a lot <laughs> embedded in there. And then again, another thing we're working on is just the reading. And in addition to how to read with your kid, we also teach you, we really need to know how fast a kid is reading. Um, speed matters. Speed just mm -hmm. absolutely matters with reading. So we teach you how you can track your kid's word per minute. And then there's some techniques we give, like um, repeated reads um, to help you uh, help them up their speed. So a story on this one, okay. uh, I had a 10 year old um, kiddo and he was reading at about a third grade level. And his mom was very concerned. She had him tested and all that. And she tried brain connected reading. When he finished the program, he was reading at grade level. He was particularly excited because he had wanted to join some homeschooling classes, um, but felt he couldn't before. And now he could. And this story is kind of fun because about a couple of years ago, mom emailed and said that he was now a pilot, <laughs> which was his dream. Wow. And he had learned Russian. So um, she was just tickled. And, you know, like you said, this whole trajectory of a life, mm -hmm. um, having struggled and overcome that struggle by mom's intervention, by mom's help and doing what he dreamed of. Yes. Just, it was an awesome story. I love that. We have an author, Dr. David Whitcomb, who recently wrote the life story of his own father, John Whitcomb, who co-wrote the Genesis flood. And he um, Dr. David Whitcomb, who wrote the book, had severe dyslexia, but went on to become a very uh, important physician in the area of pancreatic cancer and oh, wow. actually helped develop um, certain methods of treating it or, you know, just wow. off the charts as far as what he's accomplished in his life. But reading and writing was difficult. College was difficult, yet he made it. His dad was actually surprised when he finished the manuscript of his book because the dad had watched him struggle for so long, yeah. you know, in the reading and the writing, but he made it. And I can just only imagine what could have been true for him if he had had something like what you are sharing now, if he'd had that back then. Yeah, I'm so glad you said that, though, because um, I wanted to hit that, that kids who struggle to learn to read has mm -hmm. nothing, nothing to do with intelligence. Like I look at my daughter now. She's a junior. She's studying economics. She was <laughs> I just talked to her last night. She was telling me how, how um, fun she thinks statistics is. And she just she's just analyzing mm -hmm. things from sort of an economic perspective all the time now. <laughs> uh huh. Wow. So, these kids are smart. They tend to be very artistic, um, spatial. We get, uh, you know, they just have this ability to rotate objects in space really well. They tend mm -hmm. to be more often like the, they say the number of um, CEOs are, who are dyslexic is actually higher than you would guess given the population. So it just shows again, really? these are very bright kids. For mm -hmm. some reason, the code is messing them up. Let's just, you know, train them, do the reps and get them going. <laughs> but yes, yeah. 
very, very bright people. I just love this story. I love that this is a simple way to, it takes a little practice. It takes a little time, but the way you can change the person listening, the trajectory of your child's life. Absolutely. I've seen it a thousand times. So tell us a little bit about how long it takes to implement these programs. Is it very per family? an average of what it would take to go through those yeah. three courses? On average, it's about a semester. But as mm-hmm. you can imagine, you know, our kids are just on a continuum. They're all over. We've had yeah. some families do any of the programs in eight to 10 weeks. That's mm-hmm. really fast. And then we've had other families stretch it out more. Um, their kids needed more time with the games. It does take, you know, it's the metronome that they're working towards. There's a certain speed we're after, and they just keep playing till they get there, which is cool. So we're always meeting kids where they are. So for some families, it could take up to, say, a year. But okay. generally, it's quite a spread, but that's mm-hmm. the kind of range I've seen. And generally, I'd say on average, it's about a semester. Okay. And would you recommend it for any student, even if they're not struggling to read? Yeah, I would. Yeah, I would. <laughs> because... It's so efficient, you know, because we're working on the cognitive skills. We work on very rapidly um, moving kids up um, to get into print. So, mm-hmm. you know, I just I've been reading on the forum and, and just all these years listening to parents and people have spent years um, teaching their kid how to read. And it really doesn't need to take two or three years. Um, and some kids even take longer, sadly. Mm-hmm. That's so frustrating. We want them into print, into the Bible, ASAP, right? And independent. So this would be great for any kid, I think. It sounds like it to me, especially if it helps you figure out where the gaps are and then you can fill in those gaps. So they may understand their letters. They may have the sounds, but that last program sounds like it's the one that would help figure out the gaps and... Mm -hmm solidify things so that there aren't any surprises. Not that you're going to avoid every surprise in the future, but yeah. So that you just have a firmer foundation for learning. Mm -hmm. Exactly. And they can, again, you know, let's just get through this ASAP um, so they can get into print, get into science, get into their bio. So is there an age limit or an age range for these particular courses? Thank you for better letters It you know, if someone needs to learn those sounds, usually it's, and again, we always want to do what's um, developmentally appropriate. So mm-hmm. I don't want to tell if I have seen five and four year olds use better letters. I'm not saying that always is the case and should be, but it's possible. You want to wait to six or seven, your call, but that's, you know, I'm learning my letters and letter sounds and those sight words. Um, then mm-hmm. when you get to brain ready reading, you're just kind of finishing up what needs to happen to make a reader. So that could happen, you know, after better letters, or maybe, you know, your child, like you said, you they know their letter sounds and the sight words, but they're still struggling to learn to read. So mm-hmm. wherever your child is, whatever age, it's fine. Um, and then the last one, the brain connected reading, uh, I really wanted to hit that. Usually that's around third grade, that kids mm-hmm. start that level. It can be sooner, certainly. But the thing I really want to hit is we've had high school kids do brain-connected reading. I've had adults do brain-connected reading because if I just feel like I'm working too hard at reading, 
Mm-hmm. Um, you know, or if I, you know, I'm trying to read that history book and I read it, I swear I did, but it yeah. just didn't stick in my head. Brain mm-hmm. connected reading can help with um, kids who are experiencing that. Mm-hmm. Sounds like it would be a perfect, I want to take it. <laughs> I feel like I have some gaps that that would help me fill in. Yeah. <laughs> yes. We all do. <laughs> so Masterbooks has an award-winning language arts programs. We've got Foundation Phonics, we've got Language Lessons, and it just goes on. So we want to talk today, kind of as we're wrapping up, where your programs fit in line with what we already have that people are using. So I'm going to share my screen for those of you who are just listening to this. We're showing a graphic that explains where each one of these programs fits with our curriculum, the printed curriculum. So if you are not watching this, you'll want to check out the show notes where I will leave links that you can find this particular graphic. So you're right, Jennifer. Um, Better Letters has the potential to complement the foundation's um, phonics very well. Both are working on recognizing that letters, the sounds Mm -hmm. and shapes um, and again, right. some kids will self-automate. They don't need better letters. Foundation Phonics is fabulous. Some kids just need that little extra um, and better letters would be a nice complement to Foundation Phonics. Okay. And then, and then with, your next program? Right. With Brain Ready Reading. Those are the kids and they're doing um, the language lessons. They're working. Blending seems to be a little bit of a struggle. Um, some of the combinations, the letter combinations aren't sticking. So again, some kids will, will self-automate. They don't need it. Some kids need that little extra boost. And that's where brain ready reading comes in and could be a nice complement. And then okay, the five- so that would be level that would be level one. Level two of your program, which is brain ready reading goes with level one of language lessons for a living education. That's what we're showing on the screen. Thank you for clarifying that. Yes. And then okay. our final level in Wowza Brain, Brain Connected Reading, would be level two and three and up, um, mm-hmm. as well as, um, again, if you're just seeing those indicators, your child wants you to read something to them. They have to reread things a lot, or they'll say to you, I read that, but I don't remember. Um, those are just indicators where brain-connected reading would be a good complement. You can go to masterbooksacademy.com and search for Wowza Brain, and you will find it will bring up all three courses. Yes. And so you can choose each course you want to look at and do a little preview of the course, see what the videos look like. You can look at the PDFs that you will be able to download and then print off. So tell us a little bit about how that works. Oh, um, so there's usually about 20 to 25 games per level. Those you do Mm -hmm. want to print out. Um, Ideally, color printer, but black and white, we've done that as well. So it really doesn't matter. You'll print your games out. Um, There's videos online where I'm teaching you and I'm showing you how to play each game. Um, Your tips on the video. Uh, the, um, there's just passages where I explain more in the manual about how to, um, work with your child's brain, how God's wired our brain. Um, you don't need to print those out though. You can just read that on your screen, but yeah, you do want to print out the games. Okay, perfect. So you can look at those preview PDFs online to see 
how the course flows, what you will need and know about the games. And so in the video, you will see Bridget performing those games with a child to help you understand how it goes. And then Bridget has mentioned several times about the forum that she's reading where she sees people's questions. And what she's referring to is our Facebook group, which is Moms of Masterbooks on Facebook. You can look up, search Moms of Masterbooks and find us there. Also, we have an app on the Apple Store and Google Play, the Masterbooks app. So we have forums there where people are asking questions about how to use our curriculum and how to make it work for their own child, their own student. So those those are the forums where um, she's reading about the struggles that people are having. And we welcome you to those particular platforms to ask your questions about how this works or how it's worked for other mothers, other homeschool parents who have already used it. So Bridget, we're going to wrap up today. I'm so grateful that you spent time with us, helping me, helping the listener understand how these programs can really help, how they will change the trajectory of maybe someone who's struggling in just one area to have a better experience all through their learning experience on into adulthood, as we've discussed, just to be able to enjoy reading and to read the word of God and be able to comprehend it in a way where there is no struggle. So I always like to end our podcast with a blessing. So today I want to bless those families who are listening with not only true humility and fear of the Lord that leads to riches and honor and long life and wisdom, but also with the wisdom to know as she has talked about it's the wisdom to know what your child needs when they need it, to be able to be a teacher, a student of your own student (laughs) and let the student teach you what they need by their body language, by their questions, by the way they react to things. We just ask that the Lord would move mildly in your families to make that a reality. And then knowing that when you boast to him about your weaknesses, he will come alongside you Let his power rest on you there. And one of the ways that he can do that is through this program. Amen, Jennifer. Amen. All right. We'll see you on the next podcast. Our podcast comes out every Monday at 5 a.m. And anywhere you're listening to a podcast or want to catch us, you can find our podcast there also at podcast.masterbooks.com. And we would love it if you would take a minute to review and rank our podcast. It will help other homeschool families find it. Thanks. We'll see you later. Bye-bye. Hey, thanks for joining the Master Books podcast. This was fun, and we are really glad you were with us. We invite you to check out masterbooks.com. We have a big library of books that will feed the faith of your family. And hey, subscribe to our channel so you won't miss an episode. We'll see you next time.